Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 230. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, let me see what you have, Chris Hallam. Hello. A knife, Alice Bell. <laughs> Wasn't that great? I really enjoyed that. <laughs> a child running around with sharp cutlery. Not a fan, no? I mean, it, 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 it didn't really play into my introduction no, as well as some uh, yeah. other weeks. But I did enjoy it. My, my favourite was still put your hands on the car and get ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. To the news this week. And the most pressing topic, as is always the case, it seems to be in the world of video games recently, is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> Never heard of it. But this week, right? It's not about its success or how many. Uh, users have been playing it or anything like that, breaking Steam numbers. No, it's about the fact that the developers of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Blue Hole, are actually a little bit upset with, Why? E- with Epic Games. Oh dear. Over Fortnite, because Fortnite has a new mode called Battle Royale. Which is available tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was in well, it was kinda of like limited yeah, release. Twenty sixth of September, yeah. Um and yeah. Player on North Battlegrounds, very upset. Why are they very upset, Alice Bell? It's absolute bollocks. So basically, Epic announced that they're doing this Battle Royale mode that is going to be free. Like, the rest of Fortnite isn't free, but you can get the Battle Royale mode for free. And uh, they basically name-checked Player Unknown's Battlegrounds in the announcement by saying, like, you know, it's really great, we love battlegrounds or whatever mm. and we wanted to bring our own spin to the battle royale format right and th- so then blue hole who published battlegrounds have been like fuck those guys <laughs> yes uh very much so. but I, as you say like they did they name checked uh pub in like in the playstation blog uh kind of spiel on yeah, it and just all the bits it. and bobs kind of saying like oh it's very good we enjoy that game here's I mean, they're not. <laughs> this is this is our riff on it, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's total horseshit. Like so, like yeah. So the uh, VP and executive producer Chang Han Kim, uh, he was kind of the spokesperson on this particular topic, and uh, they said we've had an ongoing relationship with Epic Games throughout PUBG's development, as they are the creators of UE4, the engine we licensed for the game. Uh, we have noticed that Epic Games references PUBG in the promotion of Fortnite in their community and in communications with the press. This was never discussed with us, and we don't feel that it's right. Uh, so yeah, like uh, uh, Battlegrounds was created using Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, as um, Han Kim says, there there was communication between them and Epic. So like. I don't, I'm, I'm guessing by your, your demeanour, Alice Bell, you don't think that they have a leg to stand on. Of course but they wh- fucking wh- don't. But why not? Because maybe they were they were chatting to Epic and Epic were kind of going, oh, what's, what's going on here? Oh, this is this <laughs> yeah, is the, the mod that you had for Arma 2 and then 3 and then you did the H1Z1 thing. Oh, this, is, this could be quite popular. We'll just take a few. But that's so. the point. Like, it's not as if fucking Player Unknown or Blue Hole like, own the idea of Battle Royale game. It's literally named after a film. That does that. Like no, what is the Hunger Games you're thinking of? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, she, she's grass. Oh dear. But this is like I, 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 I can't go that. Like fucking, no one says like I own Capture the Flag or I own fucking All v All or like Four v Four. It's complete bullshit. However, right, my counterpoint to that is that like Capture the Flag isn't. The, like, there's no game that is just capture the flag. Like, Battlegrounds is literally a battle royale. Like, that, that, is, the, that is the mode of Battlegrounds. Like, in Fortnite, it's just saying that this is a... Like, this is only a... A, um, a horde shooter with crafting. Well, like, that's what the actual game it is. That's what yeah. Fortnite is, fundamentally. And they're just kind of slapping this on. I don't know... <sighs> Is it, I don't know, is it not a bit strange that they're putting this into Fortnite anyway? I mean, maybe. I, look, it's... The, I mean, they're putting it out for free as well. Like, I, I think it's a bit ridiculous. Well, they'll be making money off microtransactions probably, won't they? But, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, the shooting between the two games is completely different. So it, it, it doesn't matter in the, the long run. And what they've done is said, this thing's popular, we'll riff a little bit off that, and... Everyone's going to kick off about it. Ah, free promotion. 
it's like fucking it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't think they were expecting anyone from Blue Hole to publicly have a go at them about it. No, I think I, this, it was more forums, if that. This sort of thing must happen all the time, like behind closed doors, like fucking active reload, when, the, like shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. The, obviously, pop cover was like that's the most. Um, reference one pop cover being initially in in the game the PlayStation Two game Kill Switch, and then being in Gears of War, and everyone going, "Oh, this is amazing!" and everyone copying Gears of War's thing. Like this, this happens. This happens in all walks of life, where oh. almost always the originator, it, like that, mightn't be the one that will catch on, but it's the person who sees that idea, perfects it, and then people follow them. But, uh, but Chris, you think that they have done this mode entirely to get free publicity for people saying that they've nicked it off um, no I don't think they've done it because of that obviously they did it because it's a popular thing so they thought we'll have a bit of that um, but the thing is Blue Hole it's a bit rich coming from them because they've actually had previous issues whereby they've plagiarised other games and they did a Diablo 3 clone called Devilin uh, a while ago and they were cleared of plagiarism on that but it was a blatant rip of the game pretty much so it's the thing is, it it happens, and everyone pinches ideas off one another. It's about who makes that idea right. So, but is it is it pinching ideas, or is it just taking kind of inspiration? And I think that that's the that's people's or that's Blue Hole's um, issue here is that they feel like their whole idea is being ripped for um, to be put into Fortnite rather than know, taking it, inspiration from them. It depends, I because I haven't played Battlegrounds. And I haven't played Fortnite. Fortnite, like the battle royale mode of Fortnite either. So it might, if if they have literally fucking nicked, not just the idea, but maybe like fucking the maps and like all the mechanics and shit. Then maybe it's but installing I, now, so I'll be playing it tonight. There so you go. I'll I I remain unconvinced personally. Well. In terms of walking simulators, people generally think of Dear Esther as being the first one. Uh, and I mean, that's probably not true either. There's probably other ones that's just not coming to my not coming to mind right now. But uh, the developer of Dear Esther, the Chinese room, are kind of taking a little break. Um, this was, uh, I believe it was the co-director announced this, Chris. Yeah. Uh, that this studio was... Just kind of yeah, have, having a bit of a rest, I suppose, before they kind of um, tackle their next game, which won't be a walking simulator, apparently. Yeah, it won't. It won't be um, Dan Pinchbeck, half of the uh, half of the leaders of Chinese Room. He and his wife Jess Curry, and um, they are going dark for th- three months whilst they kind of one take a break, get their own priorities and things into order, and kind of make plans for what they're going to do afterwards i mean that's just uh, i suppose a harsh reality of being in the games industry like and i know in their statement they said it was like 40 grand a month it was yeah, costing they're, to they're run an the indie, studio. indie studio as well aren't they so it's like kind of they're not they don't have the big like kind of um amount of capital that someone like an ea or an activision does so they need to kind of be quite frugal with what they're doing so they work on they'd been working on essentially a contract basis so they did um everybody's gone to the rapture for sony didn't they and they didn't really come out of that particularly happy did they I don't know. Like Jess, Jessica Curry, she um, has pretty much referenced it um, before in um, other quotes that she's made in statements. And she referred to a, an awkward relationship she'd had in a previous working role. And she pretty much stepped down um, from the games making capacity after everybody's gone to the rapture. So it's pretty easy to make those links at the time. So I think... With those two who are massive creatives and very talented at what they do, having to become managing directors as well, I think it's a big ask. So they needed to kind of go, well, we need to prioritise what we want to do and step away and find a way to do that. Do you know what isn't a big ask or what isn't hard to do? That's go on Steam and destroy a game's credibility, right? As a user, you have the power to fucking kill a game. Uh, through the user reviews. Uh, now, the most recent example of quote-unquote review bombing, which is where a large number of people go, yeah, a, a kind of attack a game for 
generally criticism outside of the actual game itself. A lot of the time, yeah. whether it be political or social standing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the most recent one is obviously Camposanto's Firewatch because of the PewDiePie stuff Absolutely. that we talk about yeah. or talked about. Um, now, to try and combat this, uh, this uh, Steve or Valve have put in a sort of... What is it? Like, it's kind of a, a bar chart, isn't a it? A histogram. Well, it's, it's a chart, yeah. Yeah. They called it a histogram, didn't they? Where where, where they can't... Why, why is histogram so funny? It's fucking Valve, man. But, but like, but is, is there no value to that to actually show... Right. Because when you go on Steam, it will, it will tell you the game is... Uh, what is it? Like, uh, is it poor, mixed, positive, yeah. or whatever it is. So, like, in that regard... Uh, negative is not... It's not poor. Um, like... Yeah, you don't know. If you're interested in buying Firewatch, mm. like, if you have Dear Esther and it comes up or recommends, recommends Firewatch and you go onto it and it says, oh, it's, it has a negative review score. You're like, oh, well, this, this is shit then. If the general public think it's terrible, I won't, I won't buy it. Whereas if you have this uh, chart that kind of shows you from when it was released to now, you can see, oh, it, it took a massive dip there in the last two weeks. Why is that? Because it's very positive for the rest of the time. Is there no value to it? I'm not saying there's no value to it. I just think it's it's well valve to be like instead of trying to stop people abusing the system at all and looking into ways of doing that, they've been like, we'll put a chart on it and then you can check what's been going on. But then how see I don't know how you stop it. Like yeah. user reviews are a very difficult thing to tackle. Like um fucking what was it called? Uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> Do you know yeah. that little game? The inf- um, not Infinity Ward. What was the fucking Infinite space Warfare. one? Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Like when that trailer, the first trailer, the David Bowie one. Uh, like when that came out, and people fucking hit that dislike button. They yeah. were not happy at all, and it was like the most disliked trailer in. I but that, know, I mean, so. that's surely people just legitimately disliking the trailer, right? Oh, is it Ra- just rather than have rather than having out. yeah some problem with the developers' politics or blah yeah. blah blah? Yeah, okay, okay, fair. Mm. But then I mean, YouTube is a cesspool. The comments anyway, but but in that instance, mm. it was sure a lot of people were just disliking that trailer. But it's like I don't know. It it it's hard to to strike the balance between giving the general public the voice and actually combating mm. things like. People acting the fucking maggot, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff like uh, on Amazon, you can filter reviews by people that have bought it and oh, stuff. All right. Yeah, there okay. are influencers um, uh, and things like like whether or not they've actually purchased the item, or um, I'm not quite sure how Steam do it because you can see like how many hours on record people have with games. Yeah, you can. Because yeah. you get the amusing ones that are like this is a piece of shit. Two hundred hours on record. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a, a positive move that allows, allows... I think it's a half step, and that's the problem with Steam. I mean, when it comes to them dealing with issues, especially within the communities and things like that, it's not really done. So how... Is, I, it, is, it, is it rip user reviews out completely? Um, Maybe, like, just ban the cunts. Yeah, like, pretty much. I mean, like, Activision... But, but if, someone, if someone reviews... Firewatch negatively, yeah. Like, and they actually re- they say I don't like this because the graphics are bad, right? Whatever they they mm-hmm. just come up with something, but they don't actually believe well, no, that. But I mean, you can you can look at like the 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 activity that that user has elsewhere on the site. Like, if they use for the forums and and the like stuff like that, you can filter their account for like the language they use and stuff. Yeah, mm. I mean, but again, you're getting into sticky territory there, aren't you? So. Yeah. I mean, it can work as a, t- a tool, can't it? I mean, it's it, it is a great tool. So, say if a developer puts an update out that completely ruins a game, and then people review bomb that, that's absolutely fine. Um, if they don't agree with a practice that a developer does, a lot of people don't like DRM, for example. You can understand that, but when they're doing it as a result of somebody's kind of um, stance against something which was a controversial incident, yeah, I just don't think. I, th- I think it's a, a half-second. I don't think it's good. And the thing is, the bigots are allowed to thrive rather than be punished. And I'd like to see Valve take more of a, a kind of approach to their community the way that Blizzard's been doing it, even though it impacts their output for games. Well, speaking of controversial incident 
Chris Hallam, never shy of controversy. That's Rockstar Games. This Thursday, right, we are seeing something Red Dead Redemption 2-ish. We have no... Well, no, I correct myself. We don't even know, technically, if it's Red Dead Redemption 2, do we? There hasn't actually no, been... No, yeah, it's but, true. But, like, that actually hasn't been confirmed. Um, when was it? Last week, to the tail end of last week, Rockstar put up an image... Very cowboy Red Dead Redemption E. It was the same font. It was the same font, same (laughs) colouring. Look, I just fucking cover your arse, Alice Bell. I mean, it was literally wasn't just a screen that was red. It was the Red Dead Redemption red with the Red Dead Redemption font font saying September 28th. Well, let's let's just let's let's say it's a Red Dead Redemption 2 thing, right? Rockstar Games might be making a Red Dead Redemption 2 I, announcement or something of some kind this Thursday. I'll tell you what, though. I'd fucking love it if it wasn't anything to do with Red Dead. It'd be great, wouldn't it? New, ta- would, new table tennis game. I would piss fantastic. myself off. <laughs> so, yeah, what, like, what is it? Like, obviously, we're gonna be, this, this is probably going to lead the podcast next week. Uh, but, so we don't know an awful lot about it now, but what is it? Is it a trailer? Is it a reveal of the protagonist? I'm saying trailer. Yeah. Um, a teaser for the story, perhaps? Because we kind of had an overview of the environment, so now maybe something a bit more substantial, showcasing a character or a storyline or something? I'd, I'd like to know who the... Oh, did they give him a name? Wasn't a seven... Seven Cowboys at the end of the last one. So it's, I mean, the prevailing opinion is that it's, yeah, uh, Marston's gang when he was in the gang. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the prequel. Yeah. What's his name? Bill, Bill, fuck, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's people that have been like um, comparing the environments of that to environments in every other Rockstar game. And they're of the firm belief that it's set, <laughs> part of it will be set where um, Mafia 3 was set in Little Bordeaux. What? I mean, yeah, hmm. there, there are some people that of that thinking. Yeah, but Chris, there are some people who liked the original Xbox controller. Yeah, not and many, they're though. they're they're strange people. But I need to present the facts to you, Alice Bell, first before I make my own opinion. I don't want to try to influence you in any way because, right, the original Xbox controller, the controller, the Duke, the Duke. Uh, as it was affectionately known as, uh, that came with the original Xbox, well, you'll be able to play with that controller again on your Xbox One. A new version of it, yeah. which uh, has been updated by uh, peripheral manufacturer Hyperkin. I don't know when it's actually coming out, but Microsoft have given it the green light. They're happy with it, all that jazz. Uh, and the couple of changes are the middle part is yeah, now where like the a Xbox screen, logo used to be. Now there's an LCD screen. Um, the button placements are all the same. There's only the the shoulder buttons are like the original. I'm st- I'm actually doing hand gestures here, people, that you can't actually see because I'm that special. And um, they're like um, they have the two shoulder buttons. Um, the top shoulder buttons that you have the LB and RB on the Xbox One controller now they're actually relegated to the black and white buttons, mm-hmm. which were on the original Xbox right. controller. Yeah. So so. Hold That's on, well, pretty well, much well, it. So, so the black. So it, it has it has like the X B Y A, and then it had it has like a little black and a little white button on on the front as well, which are just above the um, yeah. So they the they act buttons. as the left bumper and the right bumper. They'll have to because there's only the two shoulder buttons. So you, all right, okay. Yeah, so there's two shoulders. What? They're the fucking triggers. Well, there's the, no, there's Parity. two triggers. Yeah, there's two triggers. The triggers still remain the same as. Um, so the, but the, the black L- and white will be the bumpers, not the triggers. Yeah, yeah, the bumpers. Yeah, the LB and the RB. Yeah, peculiar. Now, Peculiar. I believe was I still it wasn't have the, the Duke. Well, that's what I was going. You, yeah, you played the original Xbox. You, I think, did you t- say that, that was your first console? The, uh, ori- the 360 was the first one I bought right. for myself with my own money, but it was my first console. Uh, we didn't have an original Xbox. We had a uh, PlayStation. But, I had um, three right, well, you're fucking no used to me, so right. Well, well no, Chris- I, I did. I'm like, I, I held. A ju- I, I play. Went around my friend's house and played Xbox. Mm-hmm. I, it's no a, fond memories. No, it's an ugly controller. It's an ugly controller. It's, fucking, it's awkward. You could kill a motherfucker with it. Like nostalgia oh. is a funny beast, you know. Like I'm sure there are people who are like, oh yeah, do you remember that was great as a like, child? It was fantastic. It's like. No, I don't see where the demand is for unless people like ironically getting it to be like, oh, remember it was shit, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got a new one. Huh? I, I just spent fifty pounds, yeah. just dropped fifty snots there on a terrible controller. Great, well done. Have you bought one? I have. Yeah, have, have you? You, you? You can't anyway. 
Sorry, oh, very, he's never heard you say that before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Chris, in Cork, uh, <coughs> when they're not going, like, ask me to go to the shop there. Yeah, go to the shop, please, Colm. Well, uh, fucking ask me naturally. Like, do right. you like, like hey, Colm, can you go to the shop? I will, yeah. I won't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am, won't. I, I am not going to the shop. <laughs> he's, That's he's what that like, means. He, I, I think it, the first time we, you said it, I was very confused. I was just, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like your use of the word so. Which I think it was because someone previously. said you'd been mean to your girlfriend and you went, I was, yeah. And I was like, why would you admit to that? <laughs> it's <a> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> On to what we've been playing this week. And I have been a very excited young man revisiting my childhood. You talk about childhood, right? I grew up on FIFA, generally speaking. I dabbled a little bit with This Is Football. I dabbled a little bit with, uh, what was the, the Mike Lohan one, the David Beckham one. Um, Three Lions. Actual Soccer. Uh, there were some, some fucking great games. Um, but yeah, FIFA was a constant in my life. Up until the last couple of years, really, to be honest, where Pez just completely surpassed what FIFA did on the pitch. Now, FIFA 18 is the best FIFA game in years, easily, because the pace has been turned up. The pitch no longer feels waterlogged. Like, I felt like last year, and even the year before, especially the year before, uh, it, it was just so slow and sluggish. It was you know? like being on a sodden pitch, wasn't it, a it, lot of the it, time? It didn't simulate... Football. Well, a simulated football, if, yeah, if you were just playing in fucking this massive puddle, basically. Uh, so, yeah, the, the football, thankfully, has improved tenfold. It's, it's kind of up to a standard, not with the presentation, but it's, it's kind of getting there. Like, I still, yeah. think, I still think Pez is the better performing football game. Like in terms of sheer gameplay, On it, the it pitch, is a better game. It's the best, but 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 FIFA, like always, like FIFA has, yeah. FIFA is just it's just so glossy and there's a lovely sheen and it's nice and like if you're playing an exhibition matches, Atletico and Barcelona or whatever, it'll all be La Liga graphics. If you're playing as Man City against Arsenal, it'll be all Premier League. So yeah. on and so forth. It's just that n- nice sheen. The commentary is good. You know, it it does, Martin Tyler. Sometimes Tyler and Smith will talk over one another, but for the most part, you will get get those uh, those instances where Tyler will kind of stop himself and say, "Oh, as I was saying, but they Sergio Aguero scored blah 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 like that." Then, <laughs> but they have those nice referential uh, anecdotes as well between each team, as mm-hmm. which is always good, and that's something that obviously Pez has never had. Yeah, and. F- FIFA kind of it continues to build on that year on year. No, I I I do think that the defensive game has uh, it's kind of suffered for uh, this more pacier kind of attacking flowing play in FIFA. It's good fun and you can score some absolute fucking belters as well from outside the box. Uh, but a little too it happens a little bit too often. I feel. Uh, yeah, I I just think the defenders. Um, are sometimes just kind of very statuesque, yeah. really. When, uh, yeah, so it, it definitely the game definitely favours the the Neymars, the Ronaldos, the Messi's, the Griezmanns of this world. However, I do want to say the journey, right? The journey. Yes. Alex Hunter. Well, Hunter returns is the name of it. <laughs> is got here the year. really? Uh, well, no. But what brilliant fun! What great crack that is. Getting to shape your Alex Hunter to a degree. Like, I do feel it kind of almost does the telltale thing of making you think you're having, you have complete control. And it's like, you don't. He is going to end up at Club A. Now, there is a part later on where you do kind of get a choice. But uh, to tell its story, it does need to kind of shuffle you along a certain way. But you do have new customization options, like being able to... Uh, have a new uh, or your own hairdo your own uh, put on your own clothes um, stuff like that right and you can obviously do the through dialogue options you have the cool persona and the fiery persona and the kind of the middle one yeah and the story is genuinely quite good like I, I, I won't ruin an awful lot but it's just uh, like the acting performances uh, are of the fictional characters I should add yeah it, it's, it's it's good crack. Is oh. it better than the last year's? I, I did enjoy the last one. 
by I, the way. Um, so I don't really want to. I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't finish last year, so I don't know how that finished out. But um, I think it's a good continuation of the story. Yeah. Um, but naturally enough, I understand Thierry Henry is not a trained actor. Okay, I get that. But fucking get someone. I don't care. Get Jimmy Bullard. Get someone else who can <laughs> who can convey a bit of character, emotion. Like the fucking... Like Cristiano Ronaldo's in it. And he says... Oh, I don't know. 12 words probably, tops. And I was saying to Alice, it sounds like Tommy Wiseau in the room. You know, you get that reference, oh, Chris, because you saw that film. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Like, it really is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just like it. It's good, it's good hammy fun. And uh, Ultimate Team is Ultimate Team, but better. It's been tweaked to allow you to play kind of the single player mode called Squad Battles uh, where you yeah you play offline and your wins are still judged off of other real people you can climb the leaderboards all that jazz and it's just like the inclusion of something so small I think is so, is so great because there's a lot of people like me who don't want to go online and don't want to have their arses handed to them or even be up 2-0 uh, and so, like and suffer then, suffer a bit of lag, and then find that the the other team are on the counter. Get disconnected all the time when you're winning. So like, uh, it's it's a, a huge improvement on last year, I think. But like, there are st- like set pieces are a f- complete. Oh, I think they're a mess. Uh, corners are horrible. I think free kicks need a bit of work. They're improved, but still need work. Uh, there is areas of FIFA that definitely need to be improved. And as I say, yeah. purely for the on-the-pitch experience pace, do you yeah. know? Uh, but it's just, I'm very happy that um, there are two very good football games on the market serving two quite different audiences. I think I'm going to get it on the Switch, you know, and be controversial and I'm, give it a try. I know, I'm interested to find, to, to have a look at that. Yeah, to see what, I've seen see what that's like. The kind of player motion looks a lot better than the PC version of 17 did. So I'm interested to see how it looks. Yeah. Because it's like kind of a 17.5 in terms of... Well, it, does, it, does, it doesn't have the journey and it doesn't have, it doesn't have that, stuff no, like yeah. that. But, but it has free for Ultimate Team. It does have Ultimate yeah. Team and that'll be a big seller to a lot um, of people having that on the go. That other mode you said as well when you kind of rank online. When what, Squad Battles? The yes, offline mode? I think that's on there as well. Uh, I, 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 yeah, off the top of my head, I think the, the full, the complete Ultimate yeah. Team uh, is, um, is in FIFA 18 on the Switch. Yeah, I will be intrigued to see what that's like. But you said you, you saw that FIFA on Switch is looking quite good, like, aesthetically. I believe Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, yeah. people had a bit of, had a few issues with how that yeah, looks. Yeah, I mean, right up in, until, like, all in in the kind of preview stuff as well, and in the, the assets that were going around, screenshots and stuff, people were not happy with, a lot of the Capcom actually, so generally um, uh, Frank West from Dead Rising mm-hmm. as well, did look a bit, bit weird. Uh, funny enough, when I played the game, I had more of an issue with the Marvel roster side of things because it was just it was very inconsistent it didn't seem like there was a a a one kind of it it didn't feel like they'd all been sat in a room by one lead kind of art direction person being like okay this is the style we're going for it kind of felt like fucking 10 different artists were given like okay you take Thor really you take like they're noticeable yes Fuck, I think right. so Cause I, because I, like, I genuinely truth be told I haven't seen an awful lot of Infinite because I would have thought the Capcom art styles would have been more conflicting well, the, than Marvel I mean the, 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 it's not as noticeable on Capcom because they are already so different right Right. because they're all from different games uh, with their different original art styles the Marvel side are notionally all from the same universe right mm-hmm. they're all mates they kind of know each other and shit and so you, like <laughs> You imagine they would look sort of broadly speaking similar, mm-hmm. but then you've got like, like Captain Marvel. She looks almost like they were going for realism with her, and then, like I said in my review, Thor looks like an angry potato. Like <laughs> it's really weird because <laughs> they just look so do- and it's so noticeable. If if like they'd both looked like angry potatoes. It wouldn't have been as noticeable. Mm-hmm. You would have been like they look like potatoes. Yeah, they've but gone for a strange <laughs> spud-like art style. But at least it would have been one art style. Whereas this is just weird. It's just weird. It how, looks just so weird. How does it play though? Well, I mean, the the combat is 
good. It's fun. It's uh, it's gone back to uh, TV two, but then you have your uh, Infinity Stone as well, which does different things. So like there, is, it's 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 very geared towards Marvel still, and, and specifically, which is what I said in my preview, specifically the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it references that. It references the comics and stuff as well, but it's I uh, like. It's more for the person who they're only. I don't know if it's. I don't like know if films. it's like for them, but it's definitely they're trying to get that audience as well, right? Because uh, there's shots in it that are just like shots from the films and stuff, um, and it, like it plays. It plays well. The combat is good, which like you arguably is the more important bit, but like. The Infinity Stones, which are a big driver in, in the single-player story as well, you can choose one of the six of them before your fight, and then that will give you different abilities in your fight. And you can kind of think of the Infinity Stone as, like, your third character. Um, so, like, the Time Stone will, if you're playing as, like, some big, kind of tankier, like, uh, slower characters, like Hulk, for example, if you use the Time Stone, it will make him sort of phase through the enemy and end up behind them so you can kind of quickly move around um even though he's slow or if you're playing like a weaker character with like a kind of lower health or like less defense um then you can use the soul stone which will health leech from your opponent or and will it's each of them has like a, a mega power called the infinity storm so with the stone the soul stone it charges up like any other kind of ability. With the Soul Stone, like for example, mm-hmm. it will res a character with a bit of health back again. Mm. Um, so that's really cool. And they've also they've removed some of the restrictions for when you could active switch in, so you can tag between your characters. And now you can do it. Re- like it's really freed up, so you can you can like. Can you do it like during combo? Yeah, so you can switch mid combo and carry on and juggle with like the other character and stuff. Um, you can also switch uh, if your character is being attacked to switch them out and try and break that combo. Um, is that not? It's break not. The it's, game? it's not whenever you want, but there are fewer restrictions. Is it like between a hit or something? It's yeah. Amongst it's the combo. The, and it's 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 led to like you can see online there especially there are some between pros there have been some really kind of clutch matches because like you you can it's really easy to build up these amazing fucking devastating combos but <coughs> excuse me um you can also like there's damage limiting and stuff that means you, it, that, that won't decide the match right away so it means that someone will have a huge chunk of their health taken off but then they could come back so it, it kind of goes quite down to the wire especially with the the pros so it's the combat is fun it's fast and like the new additions they made it are really cool but just like the fight the single player is fucking bananas well yeah like, I, I did <laughs> want to ask about the story mode is this is it up to the standard of your your injustices no your obviously not, not no no like like it's supposed to sort of be telling the story of how the worlds became fused together, um, which it is kind of. But then there's just all this stuff that happens. Like people betray each other for seemingly no reason all the time, and like it's a heavily one-liner based, which I did kind of enjoy actually. Like my favorite bit in the entire of the entire thing was where like uh, Ghost Rider just turns up. Uh, I can't even remember what he's doing, but he's he's talking to Morrigan, who's Capcom character. Uh, and she's like, are you here? Because she's a succubus, so she's sexy. And she's like, are you here for business or pleasure? And he just goes, vengeance. Well, it just screams vengeance in her face. Yeah. Good. It's <laughs> just <laughs> my favourite bit of the whole game. Um, but like, over, yeah, because we've, we've had a lot of very good fighting games this year. This is good, but not great. Like, the, the combat in it is fun. And like I say, it can result in some really, really close fights. But I think... If you want a hero fighting game, I would still go Injustice 2 because I just feel like it's more of a complete package. What about a hero stealthy game? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what if I want to be a hero called Billy, spelt I-E, I- like Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day? <laughs> can I can I do that yeah, in the new Dishonored? Well, I would say she's more of an anti-hero, but yes. Ooh, okay. Right, Dishonored. Well, I was going to say Dishonored 2. No, it is, it's, it's just Dishonored De- Death of the Death Outsider. Death of the Outsider, yeah. Um, so th- this, where does this fall in Dishonored lore? After two? Or yeah. Before two? So after it's a few two. years after two. I would guess it's kind of like, if they're planning to do more, this would be like the end of the first trilogy, if that makes sense. The end of the, the Coldwin Empire era. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, very good. It's very good. So what what does this do differently to Dishonored 2? Or is it a con- just, you know, more Dishonored 2? So it's yes and no. So uh, Billy's kind of powers are streamlined. So she only has three abilities. You can't swap and pick and choose and upgrade the abilities. She just has... Um, I can't remember what it's called, but there's one where she can basically steal someone's face and just pretend to be that person. They are your Stark. Yes. Mm. Um, or Face from the A-Team. Oh, yeah. Or Tom Cruise. Or what was his name? Ethan Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Ethan Hawke. I always get the... Like, which one is the actor? Which one is the Mission Impossible character? Is it Ethan <laughs> Hawke is the actor? Or Ethan Hunt Ethan Hawke is the actor. Yeah. And Ethan, Ethan Hunt is the Mission Impossible. Indeed like. it is, yes. Right, okay. So you're Ethan <laughs> so Hunt. So she, she can... Yeah, she can Ethan Hunt. Right, um, cool. She has uh, an ability. It's kind of like Blinks. It's a, it's a swap. Face it, off. That's another one. Cast a try. Yeah. Sorry, go on. There you go. Uh, so she, she has a traversal one where she can teleport. Uh, and then there's one... Uh, that basically freezes time and lets her kind of scout an area and mark guards and kind of slip through uh, places, uh, which is pretty cool. Does that make it easy? Yes, I know. You uh, like is, it, is it enjoyable or does it just yeah? Does it? Yeah, no, it's definitely enjoyable. Is it's that really time like, limited? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> she'd be Just literally a god. Yeah. Well, that was the problem with the original Arkham Asylum, wasn't it? That like Detective Mode was you could play the entire game in Detective yeah, Mode. Yeah, that's that's what I was immediately thinking of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she. So it. I was certainly more creative in this one, I think, um, because especially with the kind of the um, spirit kind of scouting one, you can like go through an open window and then put a teleport mark through the window, and then so stuff like that is really fun. Um, there's so you can't upgrade powers. You can use bone charm to sort of change and augment stuff and change the way your powers work. Uh, but you don't have the runes that allow you to purchase more aspects of them. So it's a much more streamlined. Yes, I was going to say. Does it? I don't know. Is it better that way? Like it, it's different. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't enjoy Death of the Outsider as perfectly as I enjoyed two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly. I think you have to be more creative because you just you have fewer tools to work with I guess so you have to think a lot more uh, and th- like th- this is obviously closing quite a big Dishonored thread isn't oh, it yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the outsider so. huge yeah so like is this is it satisfying in that regard yeah it is and it's also uh, it's all quite sad in a way I felt quite sad because I love I love Dishonored and I love the world they built and it feels like this is sort of is the end of an era of that world so it's sort of like it's the the beginning of the end of all that magic and kind of the Arcane. the bone charms and like it, so you can see like there are some people who are still trying to sort of violently extend that and and hold on to it and some people are kind of trying to cleanse it and some people are moving towards technology and stuff and you you kind of feel like the the magic is being pushed out of the world because there's a there's a level in it um where you revisit an area that you were in in Dishonored too and it's completely different it's changed like it's it's all the st- like all the lights have been turned on and like all everything's covered in white tarp and stuff and it it was just, I was like oh this is kind of sad um, like does it feel like the end of this particular story mm. or does it feel like the end of Dishonored it's definitely the end of this story and I kind of want it to be the end of Dishonored as well which oh, is a weird it, it thing must to say do, but it must do its job very well then yeah yeah you know? yeah really really good um, if they did another one it would have to be like a few like years down the line kind of thing like mm-hmm set decades later or something because it very much feels like the world of Dishonored is starting to move on as well um, right. but there are some really great levels in it Some, I mean our sister site they've been streaming it on Twitch they're doing uh, a level in the bank which is fucking great um, there's so much detail in it still uh, one of Billy's things she can do is listen to rats as well because you know in the other ones you had the heart and the heart would yeah. yes yeah Tell you things and yeah, yeah. In this, um, she can listen to rats and find out clues and do stuff. And there's optional kind of mission, like uh, optional contracts she can do. That will be like you steal this thing, but you can't be seen by anyone, and I'll pay you this much money and stuff. So you can do that over the course of the level as well. Just extra challenges mm. on top. And there's yeah, and there's so much cool detail and stuff you can find in that. Like in the bank, for example that level there's uh, there's something you can find outside that's kind of creepy and weird as well and then just in the town and then when you get in the bank there are just like m- m- notes from meetings and stuff that's just normal bank shit just around that you can find it's really cool 
It's like one of those rare instances when a developer can do like a series of games but do them all really, really well. Mm. And they seem to have done a really good job. And there's rumours that Arcane are going to be moved on to doing um, the next Metroid for Nintendo. Wow. Mm, there's loads of talk going about that, but it's unfounded of at the moment. Is is there much whale oil in Death of the Outsider? No. Really? Oh, is there any other sea creatures? Like like what, for example? I don't know, like a fish, a squid, an octopus, maybe? Is there, any eight, is there anything to do with the number eight? No? Nah. No. You used to go around on the boat in the first one, didn't you? Oh, you see, the, the, yeah. the, the boat's in it a bit, Excuse yeah. me. I was trying. <laughs> I was, in the mid- I was in the middle of something. Because, Chris, speaking of eight things, you've been playing Project Octopath Traveler, haven't you? Indeed, I have. I've been playing the demo on the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Um, what, th- what is it? What is? Um, so, basically, I went in completely blind. And you go into the... D- the demo, you have two, a choice of two characters at first. One called Alberic. He's a soldier. Uh, you're kind of your typical RPG warrior guy. And then you have a lady called Primrose. And I picked Primrose. And the game starts off and she's a child. And there are these three guys that are trying to tell her father what to do. And he's he seems a quite well-to-do kind of guy, quite high up in society. And they basically, these three guys, they've all got um, identifying marks um, of a crow and anyways they kill the father as you'd expect and many years later we come back to this primrose character and she's working as a dancer because she found out that one of these crow guys would frequent this certain area called shade town and she worked there as a dancer for all these years degrading herself on the off chance that she would find this one of these guys that killed her father but yeah it's a really quirky weird rpg what I mean, is it <laughs> yeah what is it is it like point and click is it an it's, action rpg i is think it? like in terms of rpg sense like um it's uh 2d almost like pseudo top down mm-hmm. are we talking like final fantasy 2 3 4 ish kind of kind of like that yeah very similar battle systems as well so, like um, so turn based Mm. almost yeah it's weird it's kind of a weirdly offset one so it doesn't look the same as um other rpgs but looks the same in a way so it has that same 16-bit sprite animation kind of design to it it's um weirdly done on unreal engine 4 um and yeah i mean the thing is when you think unreal engine 4 you think like amazing graphical mm. games and so on but it's doing loads of weird technical things going on like parallax scrolling and um and all these other graphical effects and it it's so basic looking but it looks so great you can see things like the rain falling on the ground and mm-hmm. stuff and splashing and it just looks really cool and rich ha- but has it made you excited f- to play whatever the whatever it will be called when it's out because this is a, it's a working title isn't it yeah yeah it's coming out 2018 at some point and they don't really give you too much away about the story and they keep on coming up with notifications that i finished off the demo now but they still let me play so i've been playing it for a good few hours now um no it's great really good it's really dark for a game that looks so cutesy and nice it's really dark and twisted yeah there's a lot of um themes that are running underneath um that just aren't nice <laughs> to be honest um but it's from the folks that did bravely default on the 3ds mm-hmm. and bravely second the sequel and it it looks amazing i think if you've got a nintendo switch and you have any interest in either branch and storylines or rpgs i would definitely definitely give it a go you were almost a jill sandwich <laughs> It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I get five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Chris Hallam, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer clue number one. Nearly tripped off myself. 
What was so funny? <laughs> I just at a rate of knots throwing out words. Clue number one: My first appearance in a video game came in 1994. 1994. Clue number two: Family has always been important to me. My best friend is my nephew. My best friend is my nephew. Clue number three. I may be the star of my series, but players have gotten the chance to play as other characters in my games quite often. Stop. Alice Bell. Sonic. Incorrect. Sonic. Stop, Sonic. Incorrect. No, incorrect, incorrect. Oh no, fucking 1994. Jesus, what am I on? Uh, Clue number four. Many think I burst onto the scene about a decade prior, but that was actually my grandfather. Easy mistake to make. And clue number five, my last appearance in my main series was in 2014, but I've admittedly tried my hand, Chris Hallam. Donkey Kong. And this week's winner is Chris Hallam. Well done. It was the um, SNES Donkey Kong you were talking about first, wasn't it? Well, the the arcade. Oh, the original original one in the 80s. Uh, Yeah, to go through the the clues. Clue number one, my first appearance in a video game came in 1994, the original Donkey Kong Country. Uh, Clue number two, family's always been important to me, but my best friend is my nephew, Diddy Kong. Clue number three, I may be the star of my series, but players have gotten the chance to play as others. Diddy Kong Racing. Dixie. Um, I think there was someone else in there as well. Uh, And many think I burst onto the scene a decade prior, but that was actually my grandfather, which was established in... One of the Donkey Kong country. Oh, no, it was Donkey Kong 64, I think, that was established in. Yeah. Uh, where Cr- Cranky Kong, like he, I don't know, just fucking try and uh, sort out timelines. They said that he was the original Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, and clue number five, my last appearance in my miniseries was in 2014, which is Tropical Freeze. Uh, and yeah, but I've admittedly tried my hand at a few sports along the way, such as car racing. I even have a musical streak in me. I played the bongos for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Do you remember 2004's Donkey Konga? Yeah. Which I remember a, to- a local toy shop had Donkey Konga and I'd go in every once in a while just smash shit out of them just be like what's this what is what is this game someone completed um, Donkey Kong uh, Dark Souls, Dark Souls Don- on I- Twitch with Donkey Konga controller yeah. I mean they completed yeah, everything they completed everything with fucking Dark Souls go do something constructive every Tuesday we send the call out on twitter.com Via our Twitter, VideoGamer.com, asking you to send in your questions for this, the question segment of the Video Gamer podcast. And you do that in your droves. So thanks very much for that. Just like Nickel Arse. Thanks, Nickel Arse. Uh, they said, or they asked, I should say, what moment in a film has scared you so much it has stuck with you? Mine is Babe Pig in the City, when the mum realises she is lost and alone. It's quite, oh. da- quite dark, isn't it? <laughs> quite dark. Uh, yeah, is there any. Um, any any film that has kind of scared you? Yeah, similar it, similar lines. Uh, there was a bit where Bambi's mum gets shot. I, yeah, I, I was I, thinking I think of we're, that we're all familiar with that and, picture. Uh, yeah. Very sad. And also, I went to see the re-release of Snow White. It was the first film I saw in the cinema. And I remember going to see it, not because I remember any of the rest of the film, but the bit where the witch... Uh, turns up as the old woman to give her an apple scared the shit out of me yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, she was creepy. As she hell. was creepy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, up for me, um, the bit where they scared w- you. Yeah, it was just like the fear of being alone. Fucking hell. Yeah, and it was like kind of it just really is like kind of yeah. She he was just these two people were just so well connected, and then like that she was just gone. And I was like, that'd be fucking awful. I mean, for me, it was it. And I was like seven or something. I saw I was it. thinking of horror scared films. Scared the living shit out of me, to be honest. They don't scare me. Didn't like it. Clowns. Oh. Why are they meant to be funny? Yeah, I don't get it. Clowns Pennywise. are horrifying. Clowns yeah. are absolutely horrifying. Uh, and speaking of, what's your favourite horror game? Just give me a horror game that you like. Layers of Fear. Re- Resident Evil 2. Layers of Fear. It's an interesting one. Really like Layers of Fear. I, remember, I played the first hour of it for a video many, many moons ago, and it scared the living shit out of me. You did, Sh- you did it um, for Video Gamer? No, no, no. No, that was yeah. me oh. and Simon. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, a, a fucking. It's a very scary game. But yeah, Resident Evil 2 was obviously, at that time, was terrible. Like, you go back to Resident Evil 2, and it's like. Yeah. I mean, fucking shambling zombies and stuff like that. I mean, it, it wasn't like scary but it was in terms of horror game yeah it was it was good um mm, can i have oh, i mean i'm probably i don't know alien, well, see i don't think i don't consider alien isolation a horror game 
No, it's it, fucking terrifying. It's I more d- of a but thriller, I don't. I think it? it's a thr- exactly. Yeah. I think it's a thriller. But for the purposes of this and time, I'm going to say that because it's one of the best games of the last whenever it came Fear out five, five years yeah. um, Chris Something Son asks was Vampire delayed so they could add a Battle Royale Battle Royale game mode <laughs> Alice Bell <laughs> I know you're you're a bit upset about this I was upset about it I'm really hyped for Vampire because I like I fucking love the Vampire games the Bloodlines games I know it's not going to be that but I'm hankering for a good Vampire game and this one has some really interesting social kind of systems in terms of like stuff you can learn from people and neighborhoods and characters all knowing each other and it affecting the world and shit so i'm very excited for it and uh yeah they have delayed it till next year which i was kind of expecting because it was supposed to come out in november so yeah yeah and no word on it yeah i mean i read your preview again before i wrote the news piece and i was just and it's one of the few games out of very free that i was really looking forward to so it's mm. a bit shit really but do you know what if they make it good great Exactly. Just like this podcast. Always great. And thank you very much, dear listener, for listening to this great podcast. And the VGBGs, obviously. Without your support, we are nothing. So, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you'll be getting a little extended bit of uh, the podcast very shortly. And, of course, you'll be getting the extra podcast this week as well, which is, I believe, Chris's, I think. Is it me? No, or is it you? It is Alice. This time, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm sure Alice will talk about something brilliant. I'll, I'll explain wrestling to you. Uh, yeah, uh, and you'll also be getting, I think, a Q and A this week as well. So you can look forward to that. Um, but yeah, you can obviously subscribe to this here podcast and all your various podcatching apps. Uh, we would love it if you gave us a review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. Uh, you can also follow all of us on Twitter. I am at Colin underscore Horn. Chris is at IBU six six six. Alice is at Baby Got Bell. And Video Gamer is on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, at VideoGamer.com, and also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash VideoGamerTV. But for all of your Video Gamer needs, just head to VideoGamer.com. And now it's time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where you must be the listener. Ah! you. So say goodbye, Chris Hallam. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Alice Bell. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Colin Hearns. Sloan. Go forward. <laughs>